Metu Netter, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tehuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 8, A Cosmological Guide to the Three Types of Men. Introduction. That there are in this world people of widely differing mental, moral, and spiritual abilities, we must all agree we will see that the similarities and differences between people when sorted arrange themselves into three fundamental types of men. In the Taoist tradition of China, for example, we find that people are classified as the masses superior men and sages. The division of people into three types is based on the various stages in human evolution. In an earlier chapter, it was said that man's spirit is not a single body. It consists of seven divisions or levels, which include the physical body as its lowest and densest portion. A brief look at the subject from this perspective will reveal the following outline of the various types of people. 1. People who are controlled by their emotional and senses being, 10th sphere, and who only know what they are taught by others, sphere seven through nine, and whose mental perception is limited to the external and concrete side of things. Because of this, their lives are full of contradictions, i.e. they are devoid of understanding, as this type of man has not risen above the fifth division of the spirit. Counting from the bottom, we shall refer to him as the Shahu man. Recall that the Shahu is the fifth division of the spirit, the masses or inferior men of Chinese Taoism correspond to this level. Two, people who are able to rise above the influence of their emotional and senses being. And although their knowledge is only limited to what they are taught, they are able to understand think abstractly about the objects that are taught to them. This is due to the fact that their mental faculties are able to perceive the abstractions that underline physical events. This, is a, this enables them to avoid the contradictions that besets the previous type of man. As the soul qualities of this type of man originates in the ab part of the spirit, we shall refer to him as the Ab Man. They correspond to the superior man of Chinese Taoism. Three, people who are able to intuit the knowledge needed to avoid and solve all problems that can face man. They also possess the ability to achieve such goals by manipulating their spiritual power through the use of Heiku in visualization, as this type of man has completed his or her evolution, we shall refer to him as an Ausar. Each of these three types of people represent a stage in man's evolution. Let's take a more detailed look at the subject. The most important factor that determines a person's behavior is his level of consciousness. It will determine her level of perception, which in turn will determine what she knows or believes in her attitude towards her emotions and sensual appetites.
When our consciousness is focused in the sahu part of the spirit and below, our mental perception is limited to the external side of things. We are able to recognize concrete specifics, but not the abstract principles from which they are generated. For example, the abstract perspective ability of an Ausar man reveals that there is no such thing as medicine or a poison. All substances can be used medicinally or toxically according to their dosage. There is a level above which arsenic will poison and below which it will heal. Although we all know this form, this from our experiences with vaccines, very few people are able to arrive at the above conclusion regarding medicines and poisons to the point to be emphasized here is that there is so concrete realities called medicines or poisons. There exists medicinal relations and toxic relations, but Sahu people are not able to properly understand such abstract entities, so they lower them to their level of perception. They cannot help but think in terms of this medicine and that poison, etc., the result is that they fail to avail themselves of the healing potential of the things of, in their environment that are intoxicating them, i.e. the very pesticide that added to the crops gives us cancer, is the best remedy against the very cancer it causes. Hundreds of examples of this belief in the existence of non-existing realities can be given. It is one of the major causes of problems in the world. A very important question is raised by the foregoing. If Shahu Min believes that there are such things as medicines and poisons, which they don't in fact exist, it cannot be said that he has knowledge. What he does have is the belief that the information that he has received is factual. When we fully examine this issue, we see that this is the rule with Shahu Man. We will arrive at the conclusion that he is incapable of knowing. There is a general confusion of knowing with believing and acquiring knowledge versus acquiring information. Beliefs are what the Shahu Man has because the faculties of inner perception is dormant in the Shahu man. He is unable to intuit the nature of things and must therefore learn from outside of his being. All of his beliefs are shaped by what he has been taught by others or what his senses report to him. He has no way of knowing whether what he has been informed about is true or false, as truth or falsehood can only be determined by the knowledge of the relation between parts with each other and the whole. As a result, he falls into a host of contradictions. When our consciousness is raised to the ab level of the spirit, we are able to understand and significantly function with such relations as explained above. All of the contradictions in our vulnerability to falsehoods are thus avoided at this level, however, we are still not able to intuit for ourselves these abstract relations, although we are able to fully understand them and live accordingly. 
the ability to intuit the abstract relations between things and the whole to which they belong is a function of the second division of the spirit, the ku. This mental function is the true constituent of wisdom and knowledge. These three levels of man's being are stages in his evolutionary growth. We must therefore look at it from this perspective. Stage one of man's evolution, Shahu man. Although the Shahu is the fifth division of the spirit, we are here coining the label Shahu man to refer to people whose behavior is dominated by the sixth division of the spirit and the fifth division. When we are born, our consciousness is focused in the sixth division of the spirit in the ninth sphere or the fifth division of the spirit. The sixth division is the animal part of the spirit, which is the source of the sensuous, sensuous behavior that dominates the early part of man's life. First 28 years and its entirety unless it is brought under control through spiritual practices, rites of passage, bar mitzvah, etc. The ninth sphere is the faculty that makes it possible for us to learn. As we know well, the early part of man's learning career is characterized by indiscriminate imitation. This influence comes from the ninth sphere. Rather than knowing, man at this level believes what is perceived through the senses and man at this level believes what is perceived through the senses and I, and oops the ideas communicated from others his thinking is limited to the concrete and external side of reality as the faculties of perceiving the abstractions underlying physical realities are dormant at this stage examples of indiscriminate imitation are numerous Anyone who exercises discrimination in adopting other people's practices would not wear high heel shoes, eat the host of refined foods, or abuse alcohol, smoke tobacco, do drugs, etc. From the seventh year of life on, the faculties of the seventh and the eighth spheres achieve full state of awakening. Although it will take another 21 years to develop them fully, if the person functions more out of the less left hemisphere of the brain, the eighth sphere will dominate the mental character of the person. An inclination to the right hemisphere of the brain will result in the predominance of the seventh sphere. The eighth sphere corresponds to man's ability to give concrete verbal form to his feelings, beliefs, and knowledge. It is our faculty for separating things from each other and parts from the whole to which they belong through the act of defining, describing, and naming. We saw earlier how this faculty, due to its inability to perceive the abstract relations between things and parts, and their whole creates such false concrete categories as medicines and poisons. If studies were to be conducted on this premise, 
They will show that Western education is predominantly a process of providing definitions, descriptions, and names. The problem is aggravated by the fact that besides the creation of false distinctions, it thus deludes the person into believing in the existence of things that don't exist. Ergo, once we understand the above, we will understand that poisons and medicines do not exist. We are forced to think rationally. This is the reason, for example, why Western societies, which function predominantly through the eighth sphere, the lower portion of the left side of the brain cannot conceive a female pope, a female rabbi, and are obsessed with segregating in all things. Not only are differences made between the sexes, races, and nationalities, but in the sciences as well. Until the 1950s, psychiatrists knew virtually nothing about the physiological and biochemistry of the brain. Physicians to this day know virtually nothing about nutrition and so on. They cannot help confusing the exclusiveness of the definitions of healing and nurturing with the actual healing and nurturing processes themselves, which are never nor can never ever be separated from each other. The seventh sphere corresponds to man's ability to coordinate things based on their external forms. Colors, shapes, rhythms, people, etc are arranged into aesthetic or functional wholes. This is our faculty for artistic and scientific invention. Although this faculty brings things together based on their differences and makes them work harmoniously together, like the eighth sphere, it is still limited to the perception of externals. As a result, the criterion for the value of its creations is based on their impact on the animal spirit. There is no real concern with the healing and consciousness altering functions of music and art, for example. As the animal spirit of the Kaibit is the first and oldest part of the spirit to be awakened, it dominates the Shahu, Sahu. S-A-H-U. In learning, the immature person inclines towards imitating those behaviors that cater to his sensuous and emotional being. The prowess of the eighth or seventh spheres is mostly used to rationalize or gratify the influences from the animal spirit, respectively. The behavior of man during the first stage of his development can be summed up as one in which he is dominated by the urge to gratify the sensuous part or dominated by one the urge to gratify the sensuous part of being two the urge to use the mental faculties to rationalize the gratification of the sensuous expressions three the inability to know he can only be informed and can only believe what he is taught or what he can perceive through the senses. 
Four, his mental perceptions are limited to the concrete and external side of things. As the highest division of the spirit that the person attains to is the Shahu, referred to him in this book as the Shahu man. Here ends the reading at page 109, chapter 8. The Cosmological Guide to the Three Types of Men. Introduction, stage 1 of man's evolution.